0: What's going on, beautiful people? <laughs> learn, learn how to talk. Cam. <laughs> What's going on, beautiful people? It's your boy Cam, uh, sitting here with my lovely wife, Vicky Logan, and we are your host for the Everything Is We podcast. And uh, today has been an eventful day, man. It, it was a it was a super dope day, super exciting day. We got a chance to sit down with some super awesome people. Yeah, and uh, you guys will see that next week. Mm-hmm. Next, Next week, week.
1: Oh. on their page, we did a podcast episode on the Love Hour. Shout out to Melissa and Kev
0: on stage and NAACP Image Award nominated right.
1: the um the Kev on stage. Um, but yes, we did a Love Hour feature, um, and so that will be coming soon. We'll be sure to let y'all know when it goes live. Um, but yeah, we had a great time with them. We actually met them in in Cali when we were. On our anniversary trip, so that was fun. But um, yeah, that's our peoples. So we just wanted to let y'all know that was cool. So now Super we're recording cool. our podcast.
0: <laughs> um same day,
1: same day, and because we were preparing for that one, we really don't have our own topic to talk about.
0: Melissa sent us over some very nice table topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna steal one of them. <laughs>
1: We had to give her credit, though. Stealing—we didn't it. come up with this. This was Melissa.
0: This is this is her thing, but she was going to talk about it with
1: us. Yes, and may, and we may. She said we may do a part two one day, so yeah. we might talk about it again. We—I was already prepared to talk about this, and we didn't because Cam and Kev was hooping Boom. and
0: singing Travis Green.
1: Um. So yeah,
0: <laughs> that was fun. had a
1: whole praise break.
0: So yeah, it's, uh, so tonight's topic, today's topic. At whatever time you're listening or watching this, we're going to talk about... Drum roll, please. Say it.
1: What? <laughs> no, you hyped it up. Go, Go ahead. ahead. This, should, Go this ahead. is what you wanted to do. Go ahead. You, you said Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Today, we're going to talk about toxic faith. How our faith is intertwined into marriage and relationships, um, and how people can use faith as a an excuse to um stay in a toxic situation and therefore it makes the faith toxic.
0: Stay in a toxic situation or be a toxic person.
1: Or be a toxic, yeah, be a toxic person or use the Bible um for their own benefit, which is toxic um and manipulative. And um, we've seen some examples of this uh, recently in, you know, the Christian space. But also, you know, just in general, we've seen this happening. Um, if you watch Married at First Sight, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but also, you know, recently people were talking about the Derek Jackson situation. I don't know these people. I'm going to just put this out there. I don't know who these people are. Okay, I don't know who Derek Jackson is. I don't know him. Don't know nothing about him
0: never knew who he was never until... knew who he
1: was but everybody's been talking about it and they wanted to know my thoughts on it and i'm like first of all i don't have thoughts because i don't think about these people because i don't know them because i don't know them i don't know their story i don't i don't really know them like that so i'm not going to talk about them but we can talk about toxic faith because we have seen um i i mean we know people personally who have used faith um in an in a bad way or used like God said this to me. I need to stick in this situation because God said that I'm supposed to be with this person, and or people would be like, God told me I was gonna marry this person, and then they end up not getting married.
0: Being a PK, both of you us, you hear that a lot. You see stuff like that. You hear even like preachers have, you know, told me, "Yeah, you gonna marry my daughter?" and blah blah blah. It's like, bro, like,
1: but even the, even still like just where in where general, I'm saying that, it's no, toxic. Yeah, that is, but just just in general, people like try to project God and Faith onto things that God didn't say to do. Like, for example, the married at first sight situation. They're just like, I believe God put us together for a reason. No, says she went on a show and uh, they matched you with someone. That doesn't mean that God wanted you to be with him. And of course, I, God can work out anything and all things work together. But also, you couldn't say that you put yourself in this situation, like you don't have to say, well, it's happening to me for a reason. Um, God's not going to let you get beat up over and over again, just to prove a point. Uh, that's, to me, that's toxic.
0: I totally agree. Like, I totally like agree. Like, a
1: dude dragging your name through the mud on national television is not how, I don't, I don't believe that God wanted that for you, sis. I don't mm. think he wanted that for you. Mm. And I think that's where it can be, um, it can become toxic where you continue to um, try to make excuses for people's mistreatment of you because you feel like God assigned you to that person or like you have to stay in a situation that is hurting you because you think God told you to do that when he didn't. Or he might not have said that that way. Yeah. You, know, you misinterpreted it to did that. yeah Yeah, that that's when it becomes and it can also be toxic when people like chris in the situation when people use the bible or use faith as a way to manipulate people
0: we're trying to justify your actions at being trashed by saying oh the reason why is because we haven't been praying together right or yeah, no, no, you've been a trash person. How about you just make bad the decisions? The entire show, <clears> and <throat> now you're trying to put this on. Oh, that's because we haven't been praying together, bro.
1: And I love what um, Manny was saying. This at one point, I forget what he was talking about, but he was saying that marriage doesn't marriages don't fail because people don't pray enough. They fail because people don't make smart decisions.
0: If I continually like, prayer- cheat on you. And and we pray every night. That's not gonna do anything. It's, it's <laughs> I not have if to I have to make a decision to stop cheating. Yes, there are decisions. You- I have to make a decision to stop being trash. Yeah, and, and if- I think people don't us uh, take like self assessments to realize like okay, what am I doing? People complain about other individuals being toxic or trash or whatever, but then they themselves treat other people trash. Don't don't you know that the very thing that you're feeling hurt and pain about is the same thing that you're causing to other people? So we have to do a better job of like looking at ourselves in the mirror, number one. Because I say this all the time. It's like, this is connected. People don't have a problem hearing faith-filled messages, hearing the word of God, hearing tips and tricks, Knowing, you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't have, they don't, we don't lack information. No, we never do. We lack the ability to apply the information or obey the word or obey the stuff that or our to doctor told to us to do. interpret it right. And it's like.
1: Understanding, wisdom, those things.
0: If you, you can know all the scriptures in the world, but if you don't apply them to your lives, you're still going to trash. hmm
1: that's what uh, Elon Musk said that he was like, people mistake um education for like oh, I success. Forgot. Success. Or or like no, not even success. He said education, people mistake mistake education for like I forget what he said, but he was like, you could have a bachelor's degree and still be an idiot. Absolutely. Like information doesn't make you knowing things doesn't mean that you're actually going to be a good person you just know things if you don't apply it then you, c- you could still not
0: be successful just like we know plenty of people that may be smart but they may not be wise i know we talked about love languages and all that stuff but man take a self assessment like look yourself in the mirror and say am i trash <laughs> Am I trash? I don't wanna be trash. I don't know. Every day I wake up and I make an effort to not be trash at whatever I do. I I it's awesome. I think about stuff like that. Like I don't I don't wanna be as I don't wanna be a trash friend. I don't wanna be a trash husband. I don't wanna be a trash son. I don't wanna be a trash leader. I don't want I don't wanna be I don't wanna be trash in my hobbies. I just don't want to be trash. And there are some areas that I am trash in, but I'm working at, I'm working on myself to be better. Because if I'm not good to me, meaning using the wisdom and the knowledge that I know, because you know, you know we can watch a million and five videos on how to lose weight or or how to eat better or how to, you know, I mean the, the information is out there but how do we apply that? And that's what people don't do when it comes to their faith, mm-hmm. being toxic, or, I mean, you fill in a blank. I don't like seeing people taken advantage of, period, but specifically in Christendom. And I believe that so many things have been taught not vocally taught, but like their actions from their parents, their grandparents, their aunties, their uncles. Observation. They saw, they saw learn behavior. Yeah, learn they saw you do one thing, but they saw you preach something else. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna do what we see as opposed to what we hear. And a lot of the the older generation be like, no, don't do as I say, not as I do.
1: You can't do that.
0: Well, if you've grown up in this. For 18 plus years of your life, it's gonna be hard not to do what you continue to see as a child. And so now we have young men that grow up that saw their grandfathers and and fathers treat women uh like trash and manipulate and and connive and slither and and slither talk their way in and out of stuff. And it was just, it's just terrible. And then we see this display of this gentleman or this guy, Chris, on the show. And he he knows that he's treating Paige like trash. But she has also experienced some kind of trauma or some kind of terrible relationships where that kind of thing was okay. And she accepted that, And she's yeah. accepted it. And sh- and all it takes for him to do is do one little thing.
1: It's like the bare minimum. Literally is enough. the bare minimum. The bare minimum is enough to... one
0: little thing. That's all not he gotta okay. do is.
1: <laughs> it's like the, the bare Whisper minimum. Whisper in her ear. It's like we're children. Like, that is not enough to And now she's. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, maybe that's the, God that's wants the sign us to I keep working for. on it. And I know this is a show, so we're talking about a show. So obviously, they have to continue doing certain things. But there are people that do this in real life. But People
0: do this in real life. I yes. know people that do this in real life. They go
1: back because they did one thing right, and they feel like that's a step forward. I feel like you have to stop um, basing their relationships on potential. Like
0: Ooh, that's good. We talked about that a while ago. Did we? Uh, like just you and i just like car conversation. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah people have to stop similar, basing yep.
1: people have to stop basing their expectations on potential. Like just And i because think women do this. Women do do this. Um you know, and i think i think it comes from trauma obviously. Um you know growing up and seeing unhealthy relationships. And it's like, well, I mean, this is what I know. So I'm gonna continue to accept certain things because I've seen other women accept certain things. And I don't know that there's anything better than that. There is better, I promise. But, you know, people just kind of settle for what they can get. So then they're like, well, I gotta make this work because I can see, and that goes back to what you were saying in the car about fixing people. And they feel like, well, I know what your potential looks like. So I'm going to try to fix you Mm -hmm. into what I would ideally like to see from you. Yeah. And that's where you get into the problem, Uh, especially I feel like in the Christian community where women end up being the strong spiritual one and the man is not. So then she, yeah, he's weak. And so then she, the one praying and fasting, trying to get him to change. And he's not because, number one, he has to make a decision. And
0: All the Tyler Perry movies.
1: Pretty much, yes. And it's like we see this repeated over and over again. And it's like, well, this is the norm. That's not normal. Um, That should not be happening. Um, You know, you shouldn't have to help a man grow up or help a man um, or try to fix him into what you want him to be. Uh, He had a woman to raise him before. That was his mama my Ain't my you.
0: exact statement to you in the car was what you know. can't raise your husband no, you can't you can't raise you your can't husband. raise your spouse you can't raise your fiance you can't raise your boyfriend no. and you cannot and, a woman cannot raise someone that is not their son a grown
1: man a grown man you can't raise him even though you have and the thing is i feel like women do this because we have a nurturing like we we are
0: nurturers and your makeup
1: it's <laughs> It, it's in our makeup. It's it's what we were designed to do. We were designed to nurture, but not to nurture a grown man. Mm. That's not that was not the plan for that nurturingness. Now, obviously in in a relationship, I am going to be nurturing in some ways. Like obviously if I know he's hungry, like I'm not going to let him just be hungry. Like that's I'm going to go That's totally different that. but than that's different me. than yes, trying to make you grow up. That's not No, like taking care of him is not me babying him and coddling him and he on my titty. Like that's not not what we're doing here. Like as a wife, I'm here to help him, Mm -hmm. not to lead him and guide him and teach him. And okay, this is what you do. This is how you should act. This is how you should, like, I believe there are, you should at some point, you know, explain to your spouse how you like to be obviously we've talked about love languages things like that so we learn each other but i should never have to explain to him how to treat me right you know what i'm saying like that i shouldn't have to explain to him well this is what you do this and like i mean you should treat me better than this you know what i mean like there's a line there like there's certain things you learn and there's certain things you should just innately do because you are a good person.
0: There's a standard. Yeah. A standard is literally like like you're not going to hit me. The foundation.
1: Like that's a standard. The
0: standard is literally the foundation. If there is no foundation, you don't have a relationship. Facts. The standard is just okay, we solid. Because the standard is here, the standard is met. We solid. We all, We are. We have our house is built on a firm foundation. We solid. Then there's raising the bar, going above and beyond the standard. Mm-hmm. Man, when my husband does this, he goes above and beyond. He makes sure he thinks about me. He makes me. me feel loved. You know what I'm he saying? All, all of this. My wife, she does this. She does this. She does. This, she does this, She's meeting my love languages. Or at least trying,
1: or at least trying to. And vice versa,
0: yeah. Showing effort, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Showing the support, showing giving me the words of affirmation, things that things that I need, things that are gonna make me feel wanted and loved as a husband, and vice versa. That's going above and be okay, right? There are people that don't even meet your standard, but because they check two boxes off of your checklist, now you're willing to compromise. People talk about compromising as a as a form of looks and stuff, like we talked about a couple videos ago. But people people fall to the wayside when they don't look at the bare minimum of man, is he a good person? Right. Because sometimes you'll be okay with oh, I mean, no, that's just how he is. And, like, you see little stuff that you've seen him do. You've seen little things that you've seen her do Flags. over the years, over time, or however many months y'all been dating, or whatever, whatever. And you just like, oh, he just, you know, that's, and you think it's cute now. Flag. It's a flag. And then you get more serious in the relationship because you, you've just been blinded by, I guess, how good they look or whatever. Flag. The idea of this relationship and this the potential. Yes.
1: and some people are in some people are infatuated with the idea of being with somebody like so much to where they will put up with way more than they should because they want to be in the relationship. Like they just want a relationship so bad that they'll put up with something that they don't deserve. Absolutely. Like people, people are obsessed with being in a relationship and they'd rather be in one that is dysfunctional than be alone. And it's like you do that because. You're not happy with yourself being alone by yourself. And I don't, what I don't like is the idea that being single and being alone is like a curse or like something's wrong with you because you're single. Like, absolutely not. Like, being single is not a bad thing. No, nope. people, people make single season seem like, and I know we're married so that. You know, people would be like, well, you're married. Yeah, some so people get can, offended. You can say that because you're that. married. Mm, I mean, well, look at it this way, sis. Like, when you get into a relationship, you're still a, a, a human being on your own. You have to be okay with yourself. Like, at the end of the day, he, whether he laying next to me or not, if I don't like myself, who I am as a person, if I'm not whole, it doesn't matter what he does. I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. There's always something else that I'm going to want. I'm always going to be chasing something that I don't have because i'm not whole like a relationship is two people two whole people coming together it's not a half and a half and and we make a whole that's not how that everything is we doesn't mean i'm one half of a person and you're one half of a person and our halves make one person like no we're two people who are whole people whole like we know who we are we know our purpose we know like we like ourselves. As an individual, and then we come together to become one meshed together mix of remix of a person.
0: I said this in my relation, relation tips sermon two years ago. It is better for you to be single and whole than to be married or in a relationship and jacked up understanding who you are all the things you said knowing your purpose knowing your destiny having a goal having plans knowing things that you want to accomplish in and i i don't even like these terms that we keep using single season yeah am i single season while you're single yeah because anybody that's not married is single let's be clear you have to be okay with being whole and single with Jesus as opposed to being in a relationship and it be toxic and jacked up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And I even posted it, I believe I posted it on my Facebook, and so many singles were like, man, I wish I would have known this years ago before I got into some of these terrible relationships. Yeah. Some it's of like, these toxic we- People, Terrible relationships.
1: When you're in a state like that where you, where you want to be in a relationship really bad, you'll, you'll never make the right decision with who you're going to be with. Like you'll choose people based on your insecurities or based on the things you feel like you lack. You'll be looking for that um, in somebody else. And so then you're looking for someone to complete you when they can't. So now it's like you're waiting for somebody to fulfill something that they can't. Um, and you'll be disappointed every time. So, you know, it's like you can't outsource. You can't outsource God, <laughs> and you can't outsource confidence. You can't outsource self-esteem. You can't. You can't outsource those things. Cam does not. Cam does not make me a better person because he fulfill. He because he fills voids for me. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not. There's there's not like you're not filling voids.
0: There's not like You something can't do that, that.
1: Humans can't fill voids.
0: Like, oh my my dad didn't and now like I'm your You've dad. You
1: replace that. No people are not I hate the idea because I feel like people say this sometimes and it's not true. People can't replace other people. Like you can't replace something or someone um in your life. Like if you experience something, a person can't replace that. Like I've I've had friendships that I'm no longer, I'm no longer friends with that person, but I don't believe that other people came in and replaced that person. Like, I don't believe that that happens Um, because everybody has their own imprint on your life. You know, everybody gives something different to your life, but at the same time, it's like experiences and trauma and whatever, like anything you've gone through, you can't erase that. You can't, get rid of it you can't like you have to deal with these things you have to deal with the things that make you uncomfortable like nobody can fix that for you and that's why you can't fix a spouse like you can't fix a boyfriend or a girlfriend you can't fix them they have to like make the decision to confront their issues and and get and heal in those areas because you can't force someone to do that and you can't be the one to fix it Absolutely. That's as a fixer, as a fixer because I'm a fixer. As a fixer, I've not, I mean I haven't tried to fix you because you're not you're not broken. But I've I've had relationships with broken people before. <clears throat> and me trying to fix them did not do anything positive because I can't. I physically can't.
0: Well, what happens is you wear your own self down. Yeah. You wear yourself down and then they start the peop the person or people that you're trying to fix, they're looking at you like, "Why are you trying, trying to-, to and it's like you think you're better than me
1: right that's exactly what it is. so you like.
0: think you're better than me so you think that your own stuff don't stink mm-hmm. and then you fall into this trap of trying to reverse what you started and what you got yourself into and now you've created even more damage to an already damaged situation and damaged person yep and now first there was just one damaged person and another person trying to help. Now you walk away from the situation with two damaged people because not only is the other person hurt or offended, now you're hurt and offended too. Yes, you're thinking, man, all I wanted to do was help.
1: Yep, exactly. But it's exactly as the saying goes:
0: "Help ain't help if it ain't helping.
1: Help ain't helping. It ain't helping." And, and hurting
0: can't... people hurt people, whether you believe you're hurt or not. If you haven't dealt with past traumas, issues, hurts. Uh, uh, things that you've gone through past experiences, uh, detrimental things to, to your childhood, early childhood trauma, all of these things. If you have not dealt with them, when you go into another season without dealing with the past traumas, you bring those past traumas and past hurts with you, wherever you go. Mm -hmm. And they weigh on you like baggage. Mm -hmm. They weigh on you like big garbage bags and everywhere you go. People are looking at you and you're wondering why they're looking at me like that. That's because we see this invisible bag of trash and garbage and weights that you're carrying around, not knowing that it's dragging you down. And then once you see a person freed, especially if you've, you know, been in church and you deal with deliverance and things of that sort, once you see a person truly freed and walking in freedom and walking in purpose and walking in the fullness of who God created and called them to be, it's like, man, you look like a totally different person. Yeah, because you're not walking around with these big bags of foolishness and hurt and trauma and pain and wickedness and, and, and jealousy and envy with you anymore. Now you're like, man, I'm comfortable with me. I'm Mm -hmm. cool with me. I'm cool with cam. And so this is where we have to try to help people to, 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 get to a place of understanding and do it in a healthy way by encouraging people to, to seek counsel. To seek therapy, to seek deliverance, to, man, why do you think like that? Challenge people's thinking, challenge people's ways of doing, just because you've always done it like that doesn't mean that it should be done that way. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love about, you know, me and my friends and my brothers is like, I can call somebody and be like, bro, man, like, yeah, I understand that you preaching, but like, why did you say this? Or like, what, what made you say that? Like, Cause that didn't really make sense to me or man like bro you tripping like we said we was gonna do this and like you ain't hit me up or we haven't talked about this and same thing with me holding holding accountability. each
1: other i do the same thing with my friends too and they they know they can do that with me it's like don't let me just be out here acting a fool if you see that i'm going through something or you see that i'm struggling with something and i said something wrong or i do something wrong you can correct me because we're friends.
0: It's not a like, friendship if you can't call each other on the carpet for stuff.
1: Yeah, of course not. Because accountability, it keeps us in a in a it keeps us in a safe space. Because then if you're lying to me or telling me that something isn't wrong when it is, um, you're essentially being a yes man. And then our relationship becomes kind of fake because it's like you know that you should have said something, but you didn't. So it's like you have to be open and honest with your with the people in your circles um, and learn how to accept that without be taking things so personal, Um, you know, because then we think that love is only when we agree and that's, that's not true. Like sometimes love, and I say this on Twitter, I've said this on Twitter multiple times, like sometimes love is me disagreeing with you and telling you that was wrong and holding you accountable for that. And I feel like we live in such a sensitive um, generation Of people who are like hypersensitive about everything and it's like my feelings this is my truth this is how i feel this is how i see things and it's like okay yes but your truth is not always the truth Mm. your feelings are not facts
0: they're just feelings feelings are not final
1: and i'm still learning how to properly talk to people about feelings because i tend to be very cut and dry and you know i'm just like well your feelings Like, your feelings are valid and your feelings matter, but they are also not the end-all, be-all.
0: To a certain extent.
1: To a certain extent. Your feelings are valid, but that doesn't mean that they're healthy. And that doesn't mean that your feelings are always right. So you have to know how to feel something, but also the truth may not be what you feel. And you need to know how to differentiate the two. And that's one of the dangers in having toxic faith. It's like you can... You can make your feelings faith. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be yeah. you can be so emotional about yeah. your yeah. relationship with God and emotional about your faith that you don't focus on the truth that's in the word. You just go based on your feelings. And so you misinterpret things. You're hearing things that really God didn't say because it's feelings. It's coming from your feelings. It's not coming from the Holy Spirit. It's coming from your feelings.
0: I mean, even that just ministered to me. It's so important that we don't take our feelings as faith, because you can, you can mess up a season of your life, thinking that you're making a faith move when really mm. it, it was just emotional. a feeling move. It was yeah. an emotional. It was move. a feeling move. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've struggled with for the, the man, the latter okay. part of we do it. What? A year and a half. We do it's like know. knowing that I. It's like I never want to be the person. I don't want anybody to look at me and be like, "Man, he said this was a faith move," and I'm looking at dude like, "Bro, like, it <laughs> was it." You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen people make GoFundMe pages for like a vacation trip. Like God didn't tell <laughs> about some God. T- God didn't tell you to do that, bro. For like, a
1: vacation. Stop, like, bro. Yeah.
0: Put some respect on God's name. Yeah, I don't want to say something was God and it wasn't. It yeah. was me. It was me. Let's be real. That was you. That
1: was you. Yeah. That wasn't
0: God. That was you. And so we have to be very, very careful not to make moves out of feelings mm-hmm. and really in- make sure that it's God. Yeah. How do you make sure does it, Does it line up with the word? Has it been confirmed? It has been confirmed. That's two usually or three witnesses. That's None, usually one, what.
1: Yeah. What's really going to, I mean, obviously the word is going to be the main thing. The word is always going to, it's never going to lie to you. But at the same time, God uses people. We've said this before.
0: The vessel of people. God
1: uses people. And that's why it's so important. This is why we keep talking about this. Relationships. We keep talking about having healthy relationships. Why? Because God is going to confirm his word through other people that know him. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have relationships with people who have good relationships with God, who are smart, who are wise, who read the Bible, because then they can confirm things for you. Or they can say, nah, sis, I think you just feeling that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it's important to be. This is why, you know, I feel like a lot of people, um, I've had a number of people ask me this before, but it's like, why Like, can I just stay at home and not go to church? Like, why do I have to actually be in a physical church? Why can't I just stay home and watch church online? Or why can't I just read the word and learn how to understand it for myself? Well, because God uses people. So if you're not in a community of people who are getting the same word that you are, getting fed the same way that you are, if you're not in that community of people, then nobody can ever confirm anything for you. So then you just going based off of, yeah, what you read, but also your feelings too. Because nobody can actually like make it make since you know what i mean like it there's no way for anybody to confirm so then it's just based on how you feel yeah it's that's that's to me that's toxic faith when you don't allow when you don't allow people to um well not just that but, but it, when you don't allow people to help you and also when you feel like you got to you got to fix everything and you're not we can't using fix the word each to, other yeah and you're not checking yourself too
0: we can The only person that you can fix is you. Oh my! And you can't
1: even and do get, it by and yourself. Guess what? You can't even do that. You can't even do that. Let me tell you. You need. You need help with you. You know how people say men are trash. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just lay it out there. Come on, talk humans about humans are trash. All of us are. Okay. It ain't just men. Okay. We all trash, and we all need Jesus. <laughs>
0: We do. That's just the. That's, that's the a fact of the matter. Wow! Blessings, you owe me a soda.
1: Blessings. It's fact of the matter. We're all trash because at the end of the day,
0: there are there are.
1: It takes two to tango.
0: There are there are so st- uh, circumstances and situations that can cause both men and women to say. Uh, the other one is trash. Yes. Right? The, the most. Now, that the is the one not I too... see the main, the, like the one I see the most on Twitter and social media is men are trash, men are trash, men are trash. Why? Because you have allowed the culture to influence your way of thinking and you think rappers and celebrities are
1: mm. relationship
0: goals as opposed to local people that you know. Like, what about your parents? Uh, and even if your parents aren't together, what about. Somebody, there has got to be somebody in your, your family that's that size, or
1: somebody in your life, period, that, that you it.
0: like literally know that you've seen that you've grown up with. But we skip over the people that we know and we walk with all the time because we glamorize things that we don't have and things that we want. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you get upset it's, it's when you find out Sweetie oh, yeah. and Quavo didn't work out because Sweetie oh, Quavo was, was beating on sweetie and uh. we, we thought they were so cute. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they're broken up and they didn't work out. Well, nobody can work out. Oh my God. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. So I guess nobody is good enough because Beyonce is the finest person on the planet. So how could she get cheated on? It's like people base their standards on the most, those people, you don't, first of all, you don't know them. You don't them know people. them. You don't know them people. But just because... They have talent and they're pretty. It does not mean that they make a good spouse, a good girlfriend, a good, like, that don't mean that their relationship is just perfect because they're cute. Like, that is not any way to base. And, and that to me is why social media can be so dangerous. Because people just be comparing themselves and looking at these people just because they look. Good and things look good on their screen, they think that means that their life is great. And that is not the case at all. At all. I, there's a TikTok, <laughs> it's a weird example, but there's a TikTok of this girl. And by, by American beauty standards, she would be considered ugly. Okay, it's this, it's this woman. She ain't got no two front teeth, her mm. two front teeth are gone. She ain't got no hair um she has she said she's you know she doesn't shave her underarms um you know she's by american beauty standards not cute at all but she has a man (laughs) and i love her and she was on her tiktok and she was like exactly and he was just chilling in the background she was like all y'all on here y'all can talk about how ugly i am blah 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 and be confused that i got a man that loves me but like that's because Y'all think that just because you cute, that means that you can get a man. Like that she, she was going, she was going off with our standards for relationships are so shallow, shallow. And it's like the fact that you can look at somebody like that and be like, she never going to get a man is, is very telling.
0: It's somebody for everybody.
1: It's somebody for everybody. And, it <laughs> and just because you look a certain way or have a certain thing doesn't mean that you're, that you're
0: desirable. And you know what I
1: mean? Like, I feel like people.
0: I can't, I can't my preferences and make that like the standard. Like like we talked about. My preferences aren't the standard.
1: Man, I wish I could find that TikTok. I'm mad that I didn't save
0: it. It's not just because you like something, that I mean, people are different. That's what makes us people. We're all nobody's. She's like, just because
1: I don't have a weave and I don't have my two front teeth, but you out here got all that and you still can't keep a man like, don't be Mm -hmm. mad at me. She said what she said with her missing teeth. She free, said it with teeth. her chest. She said it with her missing teeth.
0: I'm finna, I'm finna tune up.
1: Because that's not what <laughs> matters. And it's like, we, we are so obsessed with how things look that we would just get, like I said, dragged through the mud Everything because for optics we and want to look happy. And I hate the idea of happy in general. Like, why are we chasing happiness? Can we just talk about this for a second? Why are you chasing happiness? What does happy mean? What does happy mean?
0: What does it mean to you?
1: What does it mean? What does it mean? When I did my Q and A the other day, somebody asked me, "How do you stay? How do I stay happy?"
0: I'm like, happy comes and go.
1: Happy is a feeling. Happy is not a like a destination. It's not. Oh, but when I have something you can joy, achieve, happy is not a fruit of the spirit. Not a fruit joy. of the
0: spirit. He said,
1: "If you have joy, happy is not a fruit of the spirit, bro." Unspeakable joy. Success is not a fruit of the spirit. Mm. Money is not a fruit of the spirit Wow Oh lord That ain't no fruit That ain't no fruit Happy is not organic It's GMO
0: Come on Genetically modified
1: It's chemical Happy Actually Facts I'm a scientist (laughs) Sorry Happiness Is a chemical So what happens is Sorry, Happiness is a chemical. Happiness is a feeling that goes off in your brain. It's called serotonin. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? I got to look it up. You the one said you was
0: a scientist. Well, sometimes I know things
1: that I didn't know that I know.
0: Can you take uh, hood uh, vision off <laughs>
1: No, I'm leaving hood vision on my screen. Thank you very much. Serotonin is the key horm- hormone that stabilizes our mood feelings of well-being and happiness. Mm. I am smart. Love I am smart happiness. for no freaking reason, bro. You've been good to me. Bro, when I tell you, when I tell you, you, I know things. Don't ever doubt me, okay? Serotonin is the happiness hormone. This hormone impacts your entire body. It enables brain cells and other nervous systems to communicate to each other. Serotonin also helps with sleeping, eating, and digestion. I don't know where I was going with that, but listen, serotonin is a chem... Oh, serotonin is a chemical. It's a chemical. It's not spiritual. It's not... spiritual. It's like not-
0: first and last name. Serotonin?
1: Uh, yes. Can serotonin please come to the office? Your parents are here to pick you up early. That's hilarious. Sister serotonin is going to come say a word, a spoken word. Hi, my name is serotonin.
0: We just really went there with that. That's That's great. <laughs>
1: No, but, no, but I, I just want, I listen, the pursuit of happiness is a meaningless pursuit. I'm going to, I got to put that
0: somewhere. Because I was just having a this t-shirt. conversation with it's my a guy, my guy, Yon Hunter Jr. Shout out to Jan. Um, He gave me a call. I'm hey, tell him Yon,
1: I want to hit him up. I got some ideas.
0: I, I, we'll, well, I'll talk to you after this. There are so many, there is things that people look at us like, oh, you know, Cam has, a Tesla, Vicky got a Jeep, and they got nice things. Bro, there are some there are some stuff that I would give up in a heartbeat to have the things that me and my wife, me and my wife really, really, really desire. You're looking at the stuff that we may have, or or whatever, or you know, Chris Brown has five Lamborghinis and you know, Jay-Z and Steph Curry. I mean, whoever you you insert, you know, whoever you you like and love, whatever. And you think. That they're happy because they have those things. Mm-hmm. I love my car, but after a while, he's like, "Okay, you know." Things aren't fulfilling. You know, things aren't fulfilling. All, I, I mean, dad, all of these shoes. We have this shoe wall that's in front of us. I mean, I, them shoes don't matter. These shoes don't matter. As soon as something else come out, man, I'm I'm super excited. And then after I wear them, it's like, okay. It's a high happiness is a ho- happiness comes from buying things and you're always going to be chasing
1: buying things makes me happy but as soon as i buy the thing and i get it the happiness goes away why because i already it it just released you just like the thrill of it and you know well i'll say this too sex is like that too and not to say that it it's not fulfilling i'm not talking about you and i'm just talking about in general like the feeling of it right it's like if there is nothing if there's no purpose behind it if there's no purpose <laughs> Or if there's no meaning, you know what I'm saying? Like spiritual meaning behind it, then it just is it's just a feeling. It comes and it goes. You're like, oh yay, that's it. That's it. That's all you get. Oh, yeah. Nothing else happens after that. You yay. go back to your quiet, normal life. Same thing with getting drunk, same thing with smoking. When you come down, everything's
0: You're trying to chase that first feeling. You'll you'll
1: keep going back to trying to chase that feeling. But if, like I said, Mm -hmm. if there is some kind of purpose or meaning behind it, then it makes it, it's like, okay, this means something. Like, I'm happy in this moment, but it's more than just me being happy in this moment. Because after this, I still have, like, because we're married and you love me. And I know you're going to be here after we are done having sex. I know you're going to be there when I wake up in the morning. Because you actually love me and care about me. There's a there's a foundation for that sex when it happens, right? So it's like it's because it's in a container. Like it's in a container, right? So like it's it's safe there. So like even though I, it's just a feeling and the feeling happens and then it's over, afterwards I don't feel empty after that feeling leaves because I still have the love. Because I'm still here. The here. compassion.
0: Because I made a lifelong the, commitment.
1: The commitment. Because I make a decision the and a choice
0: every single day to love you for the rest of the my life. The emotional vulnerability. For better or for worse. In sickness and in health till death do us part. The
1: emotional vulnerability. I made a covenant. The, the you know, connection that we have. The laughter. The memories. All of those things is behind that, that feeling. The climax, if you will. The climax. There are, there are, there's a whole lot behind that. There's history. You know what I mean? There's something there that is behind that to reinforce what I felt. So it's not just like, oh, that makes me happy. It's like, oh, well, because of all of the history and the, you know, substance behind it, it means something.
0: This is going to be super random. But <laughs> you saying that made me think about like contracts and agreements. Contracts, agreements, covenants. Do you Do you know how mature you have to be to decide to get married
1: yeah it's a mature it's a very mature decision
0: i think it's probably one of the most mature decisions you'll ever make in your life
1: i feel like it's mature when you make the decision for the right reasons
0: that's what i'm saying like every day whether i whether i do this subconsciously or not i literally make a decision to love you Mm mm-hmm with my actions, with how I treat you, with how I talk to you, uh, with how I communicate with you, care for you, care for myself, take care of myself.
1: But do you feel like that decision, even though it is a decision, that decision can be harder or easier based on me? Or
0: based you on You play a part, but based on what you know said, what you know about me. That's why I said Being married is such a mature decision because I made that decision on February 14th, 2014 in the year of our Lord in front of our family and friends. This is why you have people that are there in front of you. Witnesses. Witnesses. Come on, somebody. My God, I feel my help. In the presence of witnesses and God, he's omnipresent, so
1: he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Omni. Omni.
0: I made a decision then. I made a covenant with you, with God, and with our witnesses that I was going to love you in sickness and in health, for richer or for poor, till death do us part. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal.
1: Huge the big deal because essentially you're saying i am now responsible for this person and vice versa at that, that, just, that at that point me. you it just hit you
0: like it just hit me again like on the on that day it hit you then stuff was moving so fast but like it, because it i feel
1: me. like when you get married like the wedding day you don't feel it on the wedding day you don't nah, feel everybody's different Everybody's I did you it. didn't.
0: You did. Everybody's different. You felt it? You felt something? Absolutely. What'd you feel? I felt the weight. Wow. You never told me this. I felt the weight I've, before we got engaged. And I felt the Okay, weight. but because you were about to propose, like you're going to no, feel the weight. No, that's a big deal. I, yeah, I know, but
1: I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying because I'm just saying you're that. the one proposing. So like when you're about to propose, you're going to be like really nervous because you're making a huge it's decision.
0: A big, and I we made were, a big Money deposit to get your ring, dude. and
1: but but I felt that too. Now, I'm not, I'm just talking about just the wedding day in general. I did not feel it on the wedding day.
0: I, I felt but, stuff under, I'm just cool, calm, and collected. So
1: but you are difficult. a feeler, though you, you are emotionally in tune, so it doesn't take you six weeks to process emotions like I do.
0: No, I'm very much in the moment, but at all but times. I will
1: tell you this the moment when we were dating, remember when we were dating, and there was a moment where you when you said you were going to propose but you didn't and i found out when when like we we didn't break up or anything it's just that moment was a very sobering moment for both of us i feel like because we had been dating for like 2 years and then it you were you were going to propose and you didn't um and when i found out about that i was worried because i'm like oh shoot like this is a this is a real thing like he wants to marry me? I knew that, but knowing that you were actually going to propose and and you didn't was like, okay, this is real to me now. And it, it became like a very, because it feels like we were kind of floating, you know what I mean? Like sure. up until that point, it felt like everything was like, oh my God, yes, like we're together, we love each other, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, oh, wow, like he's really nervous about yeah, that's this. That's how you
0: felt. What? I don't know how you felt. You said, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I was floating. Yeah, that's how you
1: it, it It didn't feel Obviously, real. Obviously, I didn't feel like that. I mean, it felt real, but the the married, getting married part didn't feel real until that moment. And it's like, oh, shoot. Like, we really have to think about this. Are we really ready? Are you, like, ready to make this next step? It's not that we didn't want to get married. It's just...
0: Yeah, I had already it thought was, about all of that.
1: It didn't come up for me until I knew that you were going to propose. And then that's when it hit me. And it was like, oh, shoot. Like... What are we really doing here? Like, like, are we really ready? You know? And we, that's when I really started thinking, like, oh, my God, this is a big decision. Like, I could be getting married. Like, he, like, us together, like, married, married. Like, this ain't playing. Like, it's not dating. This is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it became a real moment to me at that point. It hit me then. It didn't hit me at the wedding but it hit me then that there was this was a big commitment we were making you know we really we we had a good talk after that that kind of like is like all right you know are we really ready to do this because it's a big decision everything was going to change after that
0: very mature
1: we had to really have a very mature conversation very mature. about it um you know taking all the feelings out of it like We know how we feel about each other already. We've been been said that already.
0: 23 and 22.
1: Yeah. It's like, we knew we loved each other. We knew we wanted to be together, but like, okay, this is not how you feel. This is a, a
0: choice. Yep. Are you ready to make this choice? never forget it. I'll never, man. Even just, even in the dating stage, my dad was like, like, okay, you love her? I was like, yeah. It's like, how do you know? And like, you know, trying to explain something to somebody that's been alive for thirty plus thirty years more than you have, it's like okay. He's like, well, I, you know, I just want to next thing next day I come in my room. He's like, yeah, I got you this book. It was called like the difference between infatuation. People and Love. always want to know what this book they is. Always, I mean, Please somebody commented it. It on my YouTube. Please find it. I so can find it anywhere. I'm gonna look again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna link it. That book, man, it changed my life because you have to really. And I ask, I ask this question to the people that talk to me about relationships. I'm like, okay, are you infatuated with this person? You or like are the you in, idea, or are or you, you infatuated really in with the
1: idea of being with someone?
0: Yes. And putting that person in that love is totally different. Infatuation, how you doing crazy stuff? Mm-hmm. How you, you know, mm-hmm. climbing up walls, doing other. But then as soon as soon as it ain't cute no more, you out. You out. Yep. So I know this whole. Podcast conversation just took a turn, but
1: I don't even know if we're on topic at this point. No, but we're not. It's fine. It's all. It's all good. There was no topic to begin with, to be honest.
0: So we're just talking. Yeah, man. I'm gonna find that book. I'm gonna link it because I want you guys to be blessed. I mean, but honestly, you could just look up the
1: definitions of infatuation. Well, not don't look up the definition of love because it's gonna give you a whole different bunch of different things,
0: especially in, in, in this, the dictionary. In this yeah. day and age,
1: don't look it up in the dictionary. Look it up in the Bible. <laughs>
0: the time and the culture and the generation and knowing what God has planned for your life. You can't just make any, any kind of decision. Yeah. Like you really, you really, really, really got to go before God and make sure that you're doing stuff from real faith and not feeling. See how I brought it back together. Real so,
1: faith, not toxic faith.
0: God bless you guys. This podcast was brought to you by Cam and Vicky. We are <laughs> our only sp- <laughs> we are our sponsors. We are our sponsors. are only sponsors. So, Hey, Appreciate you guys for tuning in yet again. Uh, if you haven't, go watch the previous videos, uh, but appreciate you guys. Share, comment, like, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell if you want to be a part of the notification gang. We love and appreciate each and every one of you, even those of you that disagree or, mm-hmm. or are of different, differing views and opinions. It's all good. We love you here. All yeah. right. And we wish nothing but God's best for you. So. Once again, some cool, exciting things coming up next week with the love hour with Kev and Melissa. It's super dope. More plugs, more life, more collaborations. God is doing, he's doing stuff, y'all. He's he's out here. He's just showing off. And and I don't mind. I
1: don't mind. Yeah. Y'all let us know what y'all want us to talk about next.
0: That's all I got to say. That's all she got to say. Love you. Peace.